I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. All right, welcome back to Book Publishing A to Z. It's hard to believe, but we are in the final installment of this series. This is part eight, and I am Coach Tam, your host of Publishing Secrets. Listen, we've got a lot of great nuggets in store for you today, so make sure that you have a pen and some paper or break out your tablet, take some great notes as we wrap up this series. I want to also encourage you to make sure that you've taken in all of the episodes, that you've gone back to the very beginning, all the way to part one, and go through the entire journey with us all the way till the end. I don't want you to miss a nugget because one missed part of this process can result in unnecessary frustration, stress, having a book that unfortunately you are not proud of and can impact the perception of the reader. You've heard me say this before if you've been hanging out with me for a while, but I'll say it again. Remember, your book is your business card. That's one of the things that I didn't know back in 2013. My goal was to get the book out and to get it out quickly, but I've learned so much since then. And this series is designed to share some of those nuggets with you so that you don't repeat my mistakes. So I am looking forward to wrapping up this series with you today. So here we are picking up back in the letter T and our next topic is trim size. Now that one might not be apparent exactly what we're speaking about there, but essentially trim size refers to the dimensions for your finished book. This applies to both a paperback and a hardback book. And it's all about choosing the size for your book. So a couple of things that I would encourage you to really be thinking about, praying about, and researching as you prepare to go to print is, first of all, what is the average book size for your genre? You may be able to get a sense of this by going into your personal library because chances are the type of book that you want to write, you have some examples of that. Check them out, measure them, break out your ruler. What are the dimensions for those books? or definitely check out some of your favorite authors in that space. You want to get a sense of what the norm is because the last thing that you want to do is stand out in a bad way, right? You want to stand out in such a way that the prospective reader feels like, wow, they are right in line with everyone else in this space. It looks exactly like I would expect it. So many genres have a standard size that applies to paperback and hardback books. You also want to think about the pricing piece of it. So one of the things that you'll discover as you prepare to go to print is that the trim size also impacts how many pages are in your book, which impacts the ultimate cost of the book. So that does mean that your trim size will impact your profitability as a self-published author. Now, of course, that 
is not necessarily your main driving force for making a decision on trim size, but it's certainly something that you want to be aware of. So there may be a minimum royalty that you want to earn for each copy. So doing the math to understand how the trim size impacts your cost may be something that you want to consider. Now, keep in mind also, outside of what we've already discussed, that there are some other factors like what the margins should look like, what font type and size that you should use, line spacing, all of those things play a role in how your book appears to the reader and also how big that book actually ends up being. So you want to think about your book fitting comfortably in the reader's hands, but also looking great on the shelf. So it's trying to strike that balance of looking good and being practical. So this is another example, family, of where it helps to have someone that has experience in this space, because many times do-it-yourselfers, you know, they want to do the right thing. They want to put out a quality book, but just not having the knowledge to know what the margin should look like, you can result in, of course, lowering the cost per book by, for example, making the margins very narrow. But then when your reader gets the book in hand, it unfortunately leaves a negative impression. So make sure that you make the reading experience as enjoyable for the reader as you possibly can. Because when you do that, when you wow the reader, they have a great experience with the book. They will tell others, which allows your book to get out to more people, and it leads to favorable reviews. So this is another example of beginning with the end in mind. All right, let's talk about our next term, wholesalers. Wholesalers. Now, chances are you've heard this term before. Wholesaling implies that there is a discount. So the question that we have to ask ourselves is, what is the role of a wholesaler in the process of publishing and distributing a book. Now, you have certainly done a lot of work on your end, writing the manuscript. Hopefully, you've taken the advice that we've talked about. You've gotten the editor, a proofreader. You've got a formatter, and everything is in perfect condition to make a great impression on your reader. So one of the first thoughts may be, well, gosh, I've put all this time and energy into this project. Why in the world would I want to work with a wholesaler and provide a discount? It can certainly seem counterintuitive, not in your best interest at all. But this is where knowledge is power. Because I want you to think about a wholesaler as a company that can open doors that you would not be able to open yourself, right? So this is gravy money, gravy distribution, getting your book in the hands of people that you otherwise would not be able to reach. So of course, there are people that you can reach like family and friends, people that you send to your website, people that if you run Amazon ads, happen to stumble upon your book out on Amazon's website. But there are other places that you can't easily influence, and that's where wholesalers come into play. So actually discounting your book and making it attractive for wholesalers is an excellent way to expand your reach. This is all about getting your message out to more people. You're going to have opportunities to earn more money later. You'll put out more books. 
If you follow the model that I recommend, you're going to introduce additional products and services. Maybe you'll do an online course. You'll do a coaching program, whether that is individual or group. So listen, if we knock this out of the park, you'll have additional opportunities to earn money. It doesn't all have to rest on this book. So instead, what we want to do is get this book again in the hands of as many people as possible. That is our number one goal. So with that, wholesaling opens up additional opportunities. And let me give you a name that you've heard me talk about a lot in this series. And this is where they play a major role. We talked a lot about Ingram Spark and they come into the picture once again, as we talk about wholesaling. So one of the benefits of listing your book with Ingram Spark is that they have a massive distribution channel that includes nearly 40,000 retailers and libraries. So when you take advantage of starting a partnership, that's how I want you to think about it, with Ingram Spark, then they become an extension of you and getting your book out into more retailers and libraries that you otherwise would not have an opportunity to work with. So the way that Ingram Spark works in order to really get the maximum mileage for your book is that you will choose a wholesale discount, agree to make the book returnable. That's part of the package deal with Ingram Spark. And in return, you are then in the mix to be selected by these different retailers and libraries as an option to stock their shelves, right? So now your book is showing up in brick and mortar locations, which gives you additional credibility and reach. And the trade-off for that is you are offering a wholesale discount. Now, there's a couple of other things I want you to think about. Remember that you are not in this space alone. So you are competing with traditional publishers who are putting out books in your category, and they are absolutely positively offering wholesale discounts and returns. So you want to make sure that you give yourself the best possible chance to compete. And then there are other self-publishers that are taking advantage of this opportunity to work with Ingram Spark and their books are out there in the mix, right? So if nothing else, this is about leveling the playing field, making sure that you have an equal opportunity to get your book and your message out to the masses. So wholesale, I get that it is a little bit of a sacrifice on the front end, but in the end, you will come out on top. And also remember, you have some say in this process. So as you're thinking about plugging in with Ingram Spark, you actually get to choose what that wholesale discount looks like. There's a range between 30% to 55% at the time of this episode. But just keep in mind that the lower you go in terms of that discount, the less attractive it is to those retailers, right? And the main thing is you want to get your book into more hands. So I wanna actually encourage you, go with that 55% discount. All right, let's talk about unit cost. And this this plays a role in the discussion that we were just having about the relationship with the wholesaler. So there's another factor that you've got to take into account when you think about the profitability of your book or how much you're actually going to get in hand for each book sold. Another factor there is the unit cost. And this is the base cost of printing and putting together a book. So remember earlier in our series, we talked about print on demand. 
And print on demand is something I'm a huge fan of because it allows you to have books printed as they are ordered, as well as use the technology, for example, Amazon KDP, to submit a large order. If you are going to an event, you can go log on to the website and you can order 100 copies. But then you don't have to worry about getting a certain minimum number of copies. You are in the driver's seat. You are able to determine what that number looks like. And that's the beauty of print on demand. But that service is not free, right? So for that convenience, for that flexibility, and for the actual cost of putting together printing and shipping your book, there is a unit cost. Now, the structures are different for Amazon KDP and Ingram Spark. So, you want to make sure, based on how you choose to distribute the book, that you understand the cost factors involved in each. Now, the good news is that there are calculators that you can Google. You can Google print cost calculator for Amazon KDP, and that will take you to a calculator that you can use. You can put in how many pages your book is going to be, what the trim size is going to be, which we just talked about. Give some information on what the interior is going to look like. For example, is it going to be black and white? What kind of paper it's on? And as you answer these questions, then that print calculator will help you determine the unit cost per book. And then all you have to do to get an idea of how much you're going to make for each book is deduct that unit cost from the retail price, all right? But the good news is that that calculator is going to walk you through that process. You're going to understand exactly what it looks like, and you'll be able to see how that factors in to the actual money that you receive for the book. Now, if you're thinking about partnering with Ingram Spark, you'll do a similar thing. In your Google, just enter printer cost calculator for Ingram Spark, and it will walk you through that process. Now, remember, the model at Ingram Spark is a little bit different, right? So you've got the wholesale discount that plays a role in how much you actually receive for the book, but the calculator will help you understand these details and be able to gauge how much you can expect to earn from your book, all right? But as you go through these exercises, family, it'll become even more clear, right? The goal is not to get rich off of the book. Because realistically, when you do the math, here's what you're going to often find. That by the time the costs are subtracted from the book, by the time you factor in the wholesale discount, you're looking at, in many instances, somewhere between $1.60 per copy to three or four dollars per copy. Now, of course, this depends upon the price that you ultimately set for the book and the royalties that are associated with it, but it's not a ton of money, right? So you can see if we're talking about a dollar and 50 cents or three dollars per book, a lot of books will need to be sold to hit the level of income that you want. Now, of course, there are things that you can do to drive that number up by getting more exposure for your book through Amazon ads, Facebook, Instagram ads, okay? So there are things that you can do to drive more traffic so that you get more sales. But I think it's easy to see that this is not the path to riches for most people, all right? Now, of course, the authors that have 
that mainstream audience and they're selling thousands of books, of course, that can add up really quickly. But when we are new in the space, we're still building our brand and our reputation. It's going to take time, right? So it's really important. I want you to take away from this. Hey, you've got to be thinking about what is that next step with the book? Is it a online course? Is it a coaching program? What is the next step that allows you to leverage that book to build a business that earns an income and allows you to have overflow? All right. Make sure that you think that through and join us in the Christian Authors Network Facebook group. We've got some things that'll help you work through that process. All right, family, we are almost done with our book publishing A to Z series, our final term. (laughs) One of my favorites, Vanity Press. All right. Now, why is this one of my favorites? Because I think it's one of the most misunderstood terms in this A to Z series. I often hear aspiring authors and published authors call any service that helps an author to put out a professional book, a vanity press. But I want to set the record straight today. It is reasonable that if you need help in a certain area and you are not getting a traditionally published deal, a traditional publishing deal, then it is reasonable (laughs) to expect that you will pay for certain services, right? I mean, it's just like working at a job, right? You expect to get paid for the work that you do. So just because there is a payment, just because there is money that is associated with getting the book ready for publication does not necessarily mean that it is a vanity press. Now, I do need to set the record straight, though. Traditional publishing house, when someone says that they have been picked up by a publisher, typically what they mean is a traditional publishing deal. And in that instance, there is no money that is expected from the author. So if it's being presented as a traditional publishing deal, but you're having to pay for something, I need you to understand it is not what you think you are getting, right? So in that instance, I definitely want you to run. Right. But there's a difference between author services, legitimate author services that help the self published author put out a good quality book and vanity presses. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the difference. All right. So there are self publishing services that help authors bring their book to completion. So some of the services that you may pay for under this model are editing, proofreading. Printing, if you're getting author copies, marketing services, okay? So just because you're paying for those things doesn't mean it's a vanity press. What they're ultimately helping you to do is excel in areas that you're not automatically gifted and talented in. It also can save you the time and frustration of navigating through sites like Fiverr and Upwork to find quality talent, all right? So my self-publishing partner, Jet Launch, shout out to Chris O'Byrne, is a great reputable source. So if you were to go out to his website at jetlaunch.net, you'll get a sense of the different authors that he's worked with. You'll be able to see some of the cover designs. He does amazing work. So Chris and his team are there to help our clients put out a good quality book, but they are not 
a vanity press. But what is a vanity press? So a vanity press is going to do the exact opposite of what Chris and his team do at Jet Launch. What's going to happen is that the focus is going to be on getting the money and there's not going to be a lot of quality. All right. There's not going to be a lot of quality. As a matter of fact, some red flags that it's a vanity press is if your book is not edited. It's not proofread. Chris and his team spent a lot of time actually combing through the book to make sure that we catch any mistakes. If there's anything that doesn't make sense, doesn't flow within the story, Chris and his team are catching that because again, the goal is to help you put out a quality book. But a vanity press is more concerned with getting your funds. And so it's not so much about quality, but more about an exchange of money. So in some instances, what that means is that you get nickeled and dimed for every little piece of the process. Whereas with Chris and his team, we are able to disclose to you a set price for your project. And that includes all of the pieces that we're talking about, the editing, the proofreading, the formatting, the custom cover design, all of those things are rolled into the price. But with a vanity press, you're not going to find that level of quality and often that level of transparency. What I would encourage you to do to be able to distinguish, and by the way, there are some bigger publishing houses that have a pay-to-print model that don't have the greatest of reputations either. So here's what I encourage you to do to be able to distinguish whether or not this is a good partner for you to work with. I want you to go back to Google. Remember we talked about that with the calculator that we can find one for Amazon, KDP, and Ingram Spark. Listen, if you're thinking about working with a company, do it just like you would if you were looking for a restaurant. Go ahead and put that company into Google. Allow it to do its magic. Chances are, if it's a bigger company, you'll see some reviews and that will give you a sense of how that company's reputation has panned out over time. And then there's always setting up a conversation, you know, asking for that consultation to get more insight and ideas on what that particular self-publishing service can bring to the table. So make sure no matter who you are working with, that you do your due diligence, right? That's also part of this process is trying to be a good steward of what God has entrusted to you. And part of that is vetting those that you work with and asking the right questions. Well, I pray that this book publishing A to Z series has been a blessing to you. If it has, please leave us a review so that we know that this information has equipped and empowered you to reach your goal. Guess what? We are going to get back into the interview. So join us here next Friday to learn from another published author who has taken this journey. They'll share with you some of the wins and the accomplishments and also some of the challenges that they've encountered along the way to help equip you to publish profitably. Until next time, God bless. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of Publishing Secrets where our mission is to inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. If this episode has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, then rate and review. And if you want support in your journey, whether you are a current author or an aspiring author, 
Then join us on Facebook in the Christian Authors Network. Wherever you are in your journey, we have the best next step for you. So join us there and get the support that you need to make the impact that you have been called to make. Until next time, God bless.